The first section of Psalms has been called the Genesis Psalms. They help us to realize that every good thing begins with God. The Psalms provide a roadmap for the journey ahead. In them, we learn to bring every emotion and experience of life into the presence of God. Join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together. We throw our hands up in the air and we say, I don't know what to do. And I think sometimes when we get to that point in life, all of heaven applauds and God says, Good, I've been waiting on you to get there all along. You see, we have to come to the end of ourselves to realize that we just need the Lord. There's a question posed in Psalm 11, and our last study we looked at it is this simple question, If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? We came to the conclusion that if you're building on the right foundation, your foundation is never destroyed. But storms are going to come, attacks are going to come, difficulties are going to come, so what can the righteous do? We learned that the question that's posed in Psalm 11 begins to be answered there and then carries right on into the next psalm. The theme carries right on into Psalm 12. So let's pick up where we left off. What can the righteous do? Well, number one, we learned we can trust. That's right. We begin by faith. Anything that does not begin by faith will end in failure. So Psalm 11 opened with these words, In the Lord put I my trust. I must trust that God has me where I'm supposed to be, and I must trust that God is always where He's supposed to be. The great danger, I repeat to you, the great danger in life and in the battle is not the enemy you see. It is the temptation to live your life by sight instead of by faith. Remember, we walk by faith and not by sight. This is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is and that He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Jesus said this, Have faith in God. So number one, we know what can the righteous do we can trust. Here's a second one. If you come to the end of Psalm 11, we read these words in verse 7, For the righteous Lord, isn't that a beautiful expression? Our Lord is a righteous Lord. He's always right. The righteous Lord loveth righteousness. His countenance doth behold the upright. In other words, a God who is right smiles upon those who stay right with Him. So here's a second thing you can do. What can the righteous do? Number one, you can trust. Number two, you can keep. You can keep yourself right with God. What can the righteous do? Stay right with God. May I tell you, that sometimes is the most difficult thing to do. The great enemy really is not Saul, David. The great enemy is your own lust. The great enemy is not Goliath. The great enemy is your own pride. And the great enemy that you and I fight is not everybody around us or the world pulling on us or the devil against us. It is our own soul and our own sin nature. Really, that's the emphasis of the entire psalm, to stay upright. How easy in an unrighteous world, dealing with unrighteous people, to miss the unrighteousness that creeps into our own heart. People say, well, aren't you troubled about this wicked world? And we want to talk about all the wickedness around us. Friend, the wickedness I'm most concerned about is the wickedness that I see in my own soul, in my own heart. Ask God to help you love what He loves so you will hate what He hates. And work to keep your own heart thoroughly right with the Lord. Don't allow the foundations of your own soul to be destroyed. So what can the righteous do? Number one, they can trust. Number two, they can keep. And number three, they can pray. Now we come to Psalm 12. Notice how it begins. It is a prayer. Help, Lord. 
By the way, when you can't pray anything else, you can pray for that. Help, Lord. For the godly man ceaseth. For the faithful fail from among the children of men. They speak vanity, every one with his neighbor. With flattering lips and with a double heart do they speak. The Lord shall cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaketh proud things. Who have said with our tongue will we prevail, our lips are our own. Who is Lord over us? For the oppression of the poor, for the sighing of the needy, now will I arise, saith the Lord. I will set him in safety from him that puffeth at him. Are you troubled about the foundations seeming to be shaken all around you and things crumbling that used to stand and people swaying? Are you troubled? Let me tell you the greatest thing you can do. Don't talk about it to everybody else. Don't fuss about the darkness. Pray. Do you see the contrast in the verses we just read in Psalm 12 between what the wicked do with their lips, with their tongue, and what we're to do? Look, don't just do what everybody else does and fuss at the darkness. Pray. Talk to God about it. Help, Lord. In verse 1, he prays for the godly. Pray for the godly that they will not cease. In verse 1, he mentions the faithful. Pray for the faithful that they will not fail. In verse 5, he prays for the poor to be protected and for the needy to be provided for. You pray and let God take care of the rest. And then there are two more verses that I want to draw your attention to in Psalm 12. Listen to verses 6 and 7. The words of the Lord are pure words. As silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord. Thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. And then we read this closing verse, verse 8. The wicked walk on every side when the vilest men are exalted. Oh, I feel like we're living in that sometimes, don't you? Vile men being exalted, wicked on every side. What can you do, righteous people? Well, we said, number one, you can trust. Number two, you can keep yourself right with God. Number three, you can pray. Number four, you can meditate. Fix your mind on that which can never be destroyed. The words of the wicked are lies. They're insincere, but God's word is true. They're pure words in an impure world. They are preserved words in a decaying world. Here are the words of Isaiah 26.3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Psalm 119.165. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Now remember, every one of these psalms points to something in history. Psalm 11 and Psalm 12 are psalms of David. We learned that Psalm 11 went all the way back to the very beginning when Saul was chasing him and had to run for his life. Psalm 12 is really inserted toward the end of David's life, and we believe the context was that period of time when all the priests and the people who had aided David in Nob were slain by King Saul. Do you remember that? And when the people that did help him, that were his friends, they were all put to death. So now everybody he's trusted in is gone. Everything that is familiar has disappeared. Friend, when you're living that way, what can the righteous do? You can still trust. The foundation of faith stands sure. You can still keep. The foundation of righteousness stands sure. You can still pray. The foundation of prayer stands sure. You can still meditate. The foundation of God's Word stands sure. My mind immediately goes to a great old hymn. It was Robert E. Lee's favorite hymn. Uh, it is a, a hymn that has meant a great deal to me. In fact, I, I remember hearing the story of Dr. Charles Hodge, a great theologian of a bygone generation. And uh, he was once reading the words of this hymn to a group of seminary students. And he was so overcome with emotion reading the words of this hymn that he couldn't even speak the final words. He just gestured them. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. And what was the hymn? How firm a foundation 
ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he hath said, to you who for refuge to Jesus have fled? I want to say to every one of God's children today that for the follower of Christ, the foundations are never destroyed. The world may be rocking and reeling all around you and lots of people may be falling, but you can trust, you can keep, you can pray, you can meditate, and you can rest assured that the foundation in heaven is as strong and stable and secure as it has ever been. Psalm 11 and 12 point us to the God who never changes. In Malachi, he said, I am the Lord, I change not. In the New Testament, he said, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So in our life, what can we do today? We can rest in faith in the God who never changes. Oh, may the Lord use this to give you some peace and courage along your journey today. Thank you for studying the Psalms with us. It is our sincere hope that you will spend time in God's Word today finding divine direction and real encouragement for the road ahead. Visit scottpauley.org to download your free copy of a ready reference of the Psalms along with other helpful resources for your Christian life. We would love to hear from you and we look forward to having you with us again on the next Enjoying the Journey.